Wake Up. It's your early breakfast with Africa Milani. President Cyril Ramaphosa this Monday announcing changes to his national executive. We call it a cabinet reshuffle. Many people on the show asking, well, what qualifications do these various ministers have for um, the portfolios that they have been tasked with the responsibility of taking care of? Well, that's a question. We're asking Matala Setalohile, who is with the Vets School of Governors. Uh, Matala, very good morning. Welcome to the show. Uh, morning, Africa. Morning to your listeners, man. There is an expectation generally in South Africa is if I'm going to be uh, announced as uh, the minister for, I don't know, communications, for example, I should have the requisite skills and qualifications in broadcasting or communications or whatever uh, the requirement may be in order for me to carry out the duties of minister. That is not a requirement, is it? Uh, definitely not, Africa. Um You'd remember that uh, being a minister is a political appointment role. Uh, ministers serve at the behest of the president. But this is uh, another thing that most people tend to miss. Remember that uh, in the South African legislative framework, uh, ministers or cabinet members are drawn from National Assembly members. Um, so ministers have to be mem- a member of, members of parliament except for two that the president has leeway of appointing people outside, two people outside of of, of, uh, the National Assembly. So the question here is, uh, what qualifications the members of the National Assembly have? Is there any educational prerequisite for people to become members of the National Assembly? And And the answer is a simple no. So the quality of cabinet tends to reflect the quality of members of parliament that we do have in South Africa. Uh, yeah. Let's let's then I suppose focus on the role and function of the minister. Uh, the department of the portfolio he or she is looking after, and sometimes a minister will be looking after a number of departments, by the way, that happen to fall into uh, that portfolio. Higher education, science and innovation, for example, those are two distinct departments sometimes. Justice and correctional services, two distinct uh, departments. Those director generals, I would argue, need to have the requisite skills and uh, qualification in order to run those departments and effectively implement an execute whatever policy uh, has Mm -hmm. been determined by government. The function of the minister is to bring policy to parliament and to process it to the benefit of South Africans, right? Well, on paper, Africa. Um, Remember that even though uh, ministers uh, as political heads drive the policy direction of 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 government based on the mandate that they have received uh, from the uh, various political parties, or in this instance, the single political party that governs the country. Uh, policy tends to stem from technocrats, your DGs, your chief directors, and so on and so forth within within uh, various government ministries. Uh, a lot of ministers do not necessarily have the technical competencies to handle policies at that level, whether it's policy development, uh, policy analysis, 
policy evaluation, whatever it may be. They do not necessarily have the technical competences. Uh, for instance, you asked, I think, your first question, the aspect, that, uh, one of the aspects was that uh, there's an expectation uh, that um, for someone to be a minister of communication, for instance, maybe they should have a degree or a qualification of sorts in the media space. Uh, for instance, let's, you know, let's say that minister of communication uh, someone has a qualification of sorts in journalism. That does not necessarily make one a policy specialist anyway and understand policy. So I think the technical competencies that should be required from ministers uh, should be understanding of policy, whether it's policy development, policy analysis, and the necessary tools it takes to implement policies within various government ministries. And by the way, this is something that I would like to point out. Yes, we do find odd, uh, you know, except few exceptional cases where you have a minister with no post-metric qualification. But the bulk of ministers actually do possess post-metric qualifications, but they do not necessarily have the skills that are required to drive policy implementation, policy development, and all of that within government. And we certainly have seen that, right? Uh, We've had health ministers in the past who have been qualified doctors or at least senior uh, health um, sort of, um, uh, what do you call it, Uh, sister nursing services, whatever the case may be, who've led the department in the most horrifying of ways. And we've had people perhaps who don't have the necessary requisite uh, medical uh, training who actually have been able to, I think, realize better results uh, in their leadership of that department. It's a fascinating conversation, Matlala, which I think needs to continue because we do have a misunderstanding of what the role and function of a minister is versus the director general who heads up that department. Yeah, look, ultimately, the proper, pro, uh, you know, the proper functioning of a government department lies with the bureaucracy, the people we normally refer to as public officials. I think we should distinguish between public officials and public representatives. Um, ministers and other public representatives are elected officials. Uh, they are elected not necessarily based on their technical competencies, but based on their political popularity, whereas public officials uh, are hired based on the necessary skills that they require. But I think another thing is that the expectation should be that whoever is appointed a minister in whatever portfolio it is, they should at least have a basic grasp. And I think, in fact, more than just a basic grasp of that uh, portfolio for whichever they have been appointed. And I think many listeners would resonate with that. Matlala, we'll have to leave it there. Thank you very much. Matlala Setlalo Gile from the Wirtz School of Governance. Wake up. It's your early breakfast. With Africa Milani.